You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is August 12th, 2021. And on today's show, we discuss the Nationals getting swept by the New York Mets in New York at City Field. We'll have uh, just thoughts on all three games. Also touch on the Field of Dreams game coming up as I'm recording this. It's about to happen right now. So I'm just going to give some thoughts on that as well. All right, let's get into it. First things first, the, the Field of Dreams game is coming up tonight. The Washington football team has their first uh, preseason game tonight. So if you're a sports fan, uh, if you're a Nats fan plus a sports fan, there are other things that you can turn to to kind of drown your sorrows after the Nationals get swept by the Mets uh, in New York, which was, we'll get into all of this. But uh, yeah, Field of Dreams game, really excited, really cool. Great premise, one-off, love it. I know there's people who are not completely thrilled with the way it was marketed, the way it was, you know, portrayed, whatever. But I look, I'm excited. It's going to be great to watch. I'm going to be happy to sit down and watch. I think a lot of people, uh, if you're a baseball fan, you just love that movie. There's such a strong connection with that movie. So it's exciting to see. And look, if you're a Nats fan, there's not been a lot of baseball to enjoy lately. So this might be some baseball you can actually sit down and enjoy watching. So that Field of Dreams game is coming up tonight. All right, the Nationals get swept by the Mets in what was a really odd series because uh, the first game starts, they get two innings in, and then the game gets postponed to the next day. So they, they, you know, they end up starting that game in the middle of the day. And then they're supposed to play a doubleheader yesterday, a second game, and then that one gets rained out. So the Nats end up playing today. So they basically ended up playing, let's see, they started yesterday at 4.10. They finished up today at about 6.00. So they played eight innings yesterday and 14 today. They played about, you know, doing the quick math in my head, they played about 22 innings of baseball uh, in roughly, I mean, it, you know, in what, 26 hours? So uh, pretty good amount of baseball there for the Nationals and the Mets. A lot happening in a very short amount of time. And to start with that first game, look, there should have been some more foresight on the part of the people who are, you know, handling this game because... Um, the fact that Carrasco and Espino go out there and each throw one inning apiece, that to me is just really tough to watch because, you know, those guys just get burned. They ended up getting burned, and I thought it was unfair because the next day Joe Ross and Paolo Espino are the one, or excuse me, Joe Ross and Rich Hill ended up having to come out and each make a start essentially in that game. And so I don't think that game should have even been started, but it was. Um, things went well for the Nats early on. They got to Carlos Carrasco. Juan Soto with an opposite field home run, 396 feet. I believe it was his ninth all-time in City Field. And what's really interesting is this. I've been talking about it all year long. His ability to go opposite field is second to none. You really don't see that many guys in the game today who can go opposite field the way Juan Soto does with as much pop as he does. Not only does he hit balls, the opposite way on the ground, which he does quite often. Shift or no shift, Juan is exceptional at going the other way. Absolutely 110% exceptional when it comes to going the going the other way. And he showed it one, here once again, on the ground, in the air. He just finds ways to do it. And this ball, you know, on a hot, muggy night, was able to make it carry, especially muggy, because you know, the storm was coming from there. Dom Smith doubles in Pete Alonzo. Um, 
I think in some ways the Nats might have been lucky that this one got stopped when it did because every ball that was hit in that first inning by the Mets was hit very hard. Uh, the, the Mets were they were all over him early on, so it could have been a nice night. And we, for no, we know we know Paul Espino is a guy that uh, it's not always going to be. You know, he's not a strikeout guy, right? He's not a big whiff guy. He's going to uh, have a lot of contact that's going to be made. So uh, then we have the game being suspended. We come back the next day. It is going, it's um, Rich Hill comes into the game. At that point in time, in the fourth, we get uh, another run from the Nationals. It's four to one at that point in time. But the Nats did this multiple times. They squandered a three-run lead. McNeil, Conforto, and Davis all contribute to make it a 4-4 game. But the Nats love this again against Rich Hill. They saw him a couple times, begin to fight back. Uh, Garcia and Adams, two of the young guns. We love to see them driving in runs. Garcia with a double to deep center. And then uh, Adams with a shallow single gets the job done there to go back to 7-4. to four. At this point, you're thinking, all right, the Nats just need to hold on here. Can they get some maybe some more offense? And they were not able to. But um, Conforto gives one run back. It's one run back in the, in the, in the fifth. Then in the seventh, Alonzo doubles in to make it 7-6. to six. You go bottom eighth. And this is where things got really dicey. I love Mason Thompson. I think he's really good. You guys have heard my thoughts about him on this show. A pretty consistent amount. We are Mason Thompson fans here. But this was difficult. Uh, one inning, three hits, two runs, one earned. A throwing error for him to boot. It was not a great appearance. The Mets were a little dialed in. He was not focused. And in this game, the Mets, or the, the Nationals rather, committed three errors. And that was part of the reason why they were undone, and the Mets were able to take advantage. VR hits a sacrifice where you get the throwing error by Mason Thompson, which allows J.D. Davis to score, and then Brandon Jury with an infield single uh, allows Jonathan VR to score too. So this was an inning that was characterized by two runs, three hits, an error, uh, and it was pretty unavoidable. That made it 8-7, to seven. and then you get Edwin Diaz coming in at the end of this game and shutting things down, uh, pretty clean inning, for the Mets closer. That makes it 8-7 to seven, a win for the Mets. Who Look, they, they need these games a lot more, and they're in a better position, I think, win them than the Nats are right now. But if you look down the line, a couple good performances. Riley Adams, 2-for-4 in this game, so you love to see that. Luis Garcia, 1-for-4, but drives in those two runs. Um, and then also Juan Soto at 3-for-4 in this game with a walk. His, his play continues to be elevated. And Victor Robles, 2-for-5, as well. So that's a positive on that note. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll look at the second game in this series. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the best place to find affordable parts for your car or truck. Go to rockauto.com today. Check out all of their thousands of parts available from hundreds of manufacturers. Make sure you put the uh, in the how did you hear about us bar. You put locked on in there, and you guys can find everything you need at a really affordable price. You'll spend sometimes up to a hundred percent less than you'd spend somewhere else uh, at a chain store or from a dealership. So make sure you go to RockAuto.com today. Always low prices there. You'll find that at RockAuto.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Wild Alaskan. We all know that we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s up and protein, but the seafood counter can be an intimidating place. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure of the quality? 
Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. You're used to having a lot of choices when it comes to what you eat, but it matters where your food comes from. Get your nutrition from nature. The Wild Alaskan Company sources wild-caught seafood from Alaska and the Pacific Northwest. Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat but never make it yourself at home? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques, and that's what Wild Alaskan brings to you, my friends. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskan.com MLB. That's wildalaskan.com MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskan.com MLB. Make sure to use the, our URL to let them know that we sent you. Also, before we keep going, got a shout out, guys. Not sure if you saw this. Built Bar, our sponsors, Built Bar, they paid for at the tuition of 36 remaining BYU walk-on players. That is fantastic. People talk about this NIL stuff, and you guys know I cover things on the college side for Locked On Big 12. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. People said NIL could change the sport for the worse. Ah, uh-uh, this is a great example of our friends at Built Bar paying for 36 scholarships. So they're not on the rundown today, guys. Built Bar is not. But go to BuiltBar.com. Go to Built.com. Go get some of those delicious bars. They are supporting college athletes. They are paying for their tuition. It's a beautiful thing. So go check that out, built.com. All right, game number two. So this one was a game that was uh, a seven-inning game. Uh, it started, it was the first one today. It started at 12-10. The Mets win this one 4-1. to The Nets sent down uh, Sean Nolan. Or excuse me, they sent down Sam Clay to bring up Sean Nolan, who goes three innings, eight hits, four earned runs, two Ks, and a homer given up on 51 pitches. Just a guy to vary their looks. Gives them some more flexibility. And we know Sam Clay has not been the most impressive. Impressive, though, today was Marcus Stroman. Five and a third, three hits, eight Ks, two walks on the day. And the Nats get this one done. They see Edwin Diaz again. He closes out the uh, gets the save. Um, interesting moment of this game was Andres Machado coming in. And he hits a P. Alonzo. And Alonzo and him get into it. Then following that, they get uh, Machado gets back-to-back strikeouts, bases loaded, to get out of things. I thought that was pretty impressive. I, I enjoyed watching that. But um, Brennan Nimmo drives in all four runs in this game. Three-run home run in the second. He singles in the fourth to make it 4 nothing. Victor Robles in the sixth doubles um, and gets drives a run in. So that's good to see. The lineup turning over to him. He goes one for three in this game today. Carter Keyboom goes two for three in this game. Uh, and Andrew Stevenson gets a hit, but it was pretty slim pickings on offense. Nats were not able to get much going. I will say the relief efforts of Machado, Guerra, and Rodriguez were all positives because those guys combine to work three innings. They surrender four hits, get four Ks, but give up no runs in the process. A nine-pitch inning for Javi Guerra, a 12-pitch inning for Jeffrey Rodriguez. And so uh, I thought it was an impressive effort from those guys and also Limiting the Mets just two for nine runners in scoring positions. Like I talked about, Andres Machado in a big spot there. Look, these guys are fighting right now to see if they should have spots in the upcoming you know seasons, if they should really be considered for the bullpen. Guys like Andres Machado, guys like Javi Guerra and Jeffrey Rodriguez, you know, guys who are really trying to solidify their spots. And I think a guy like an Andres Machado is somebody that has to be considered. At 28 years old, he's had a really strong season for the Nationals. And so I, I think he's going to get a look next year. That, that's the kind of guy right now who's trying to work to solidify a spot for him in the upcoming year. All right, one more break in the action. We'll get to the final Nats-Mets uh, Nats game that went on today. 
Uh, as I mentioned, it was a rough weekend for the Nats, but there were some positives in today's game. But first, one more word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. You guys can find all the things that you guys uh, want to bet on there. NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, UFC, Bellator, PFL, F1. Whatever it is you want to bet on, they've got at betonline.ag. Go there today once again. Use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. You'll receive a 50% deposit bonus when you sign up. And it's free to sign up. It costs nothing to sign up on your uh, your your iPhone, on your, uh, you can sign up on your computer or your tablet, whatever it is you want to go there. And then just use that promo code Locked On. When you deposit, you'll get an extra 50%. So if you deposit 100 bucks, they'll give you an extra 50 to play with today at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, one more game to get to in this series. It was a 5-4 win for the Mets over the Nationals. This one saw a Trevor Williams battle up against Eric Fetty, who gave them four innings. They yanked him after four. Um, four innings, two runs given up on six hits, four Ks, and a walk. So pretty average, not great. Um, but we did see Gabe Klobis hits, we did see Tanner Rainey, and we did see Kyle Finnegan. But once again, solid start for Eric Fetty. Um, you know, not great, you know, four innings, just two runs allowed, 68 pitches. It's, it felt like they were limiting a bit and wanted to see what they have with Clovis sits and get Rainey back in the game too. And it, things did not go well for him. He's been sent back to AAA after the game. And look, Kyle Finnegan too, but we'll, we'll talk about how it happened here. Uh, the Nats were going down pretty hard, pretty early too. They, they were really swinging at a lot of what Trevor Williams had to offer them. Uh, obviously this was a guy that was picked up in the trade for Javier Baez, the Mets brought over. Fourth inning, they get a J.D. Davis double. And also James McCann makes it 2 to nothing. Yadiel Hernandez hits a, a sacrifice in the fifth and makes it 2 to 1. Jonathan Villar delivers some insurance off of Tanner Rainey, making it 4 to 1 New York. Then in the top of the seventh, though, and this is the positive stuff we should talk about, Garcia scores on a wild pitch from Familia. And Andrew Stevenson singles into right, which scores two runs. And think about the guys involved here. Garcia, Parra, Sanchez, Stevenson. All of these guys were involved. And those guys are still fighting. It's great to see those guys just pick up the team, keep fighting. And we saw nice efforts today from Adrian Sanchez, who was 2-3, of Luis Garcia. One for three in this game. Trace Pereira gets himself a pinch hit. Um, so, and this was also a day for one where he was over one with three walks. So on base, Jesus continues to get it done, but look, the Nats fought and that's all you can ask for at this point in time, you know, improvement and fight. And the Nats displayed a whole lot of that today. They come in, then the top of the seventh inning or bottom of the seventh, rather Kyle Finnegan is up and it felt like the Nats, if they were going to win it, they had to win it out of the top of the nine, the top of the 10th, just because that bullpen, you don't really trust it. I thought it was a pretty good pitch from Kyle Finnegan, all things considered, up in on the hands of Alonzo, but Alonzo turns on it and the ball really carried on the humidity and the, the heat of the day. And it, it looked like Stevenson was drifting back and thought he'd have a chance out of it, but it goes into the concourse in left field and the Mets end up sweeping the Nationals. And that is how the series wrapped up. So um, once again, I love the fight the Nationals put up today, but they're just not a good team. I mean, this is, this is about as bad as it's going to get. They've got a bunch of replacement level players who are out there right now trying to fight and scrap and claw and just get wins. It's not going to happen for them. I mean, they're 1-9 in their last 10, and as they play good teams, 
Um, you know, it's just it's not going to happen for them. Sure, the goal now maybe it might be to play some spoiler, but for them right now, I mean, look, you know, last ten they got four against Philly, get swept in that, lose two of three against Atlanta, and then get swept. Now they've got Atlanta, Toronto, Milwaukee, so a difficult stretch coming up for the Nats right now, and uh, their struggles will continue. Just trying to look for silver linings is the storyline right now. So the Nats, as they sit in the division, they are 50 and 65. They are 10 games out of first place um, as it sits right now, and they are in fourth place. So good, they're not actually last in the National League East. The Phillies are in the lead now at 60 and 55. The Atlanta Braves are 59 and 55, which puts them at second. The New York Mets are 59 and 55. That puts them tied with the Braves a half game out. The Nats, as I mentioned before, are 50 and 65. And the Marlins are 48 and 67, 12 games out of first place. All right, it's a quick show today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore tomorrow. We'll be going live on the Locker Room app at, uh, let's see, 11.15 Eastern time is the time we'll be going live on Locker Room. So hope you guys can enjoy us or uh, join us then. 11.15 Eastern time in the morning, we're going live on Locker Room to answer your questions and talk all things Nats. Until then, my friends, as always, stay safe.